What's going on, peeps? This is the Fretzel Mania Podcast. I am Mr. Fretz. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at the Legendary JF. And welcome to part was it part three of my rebooking 1995 in WWE series. This time I'm going to be covering a lot of ground. I'm starting with In Your House, May 1995. I'm going all the way to In Your House 2 in July 95. Now, of course, this is including King of the Ring, which I already did a podcast of somewhere in my archives, maybe about a year or two ago. But I'm going to be doing it again in here, maybe revamping it a little bit, and even potentially improving the audio on it because some of my old podcasts uh, kind of sound like ass so i just want to use my lovely blue yeti microphone you are so <clears throat> anyways yeah you're going to be getting three months of pay-per-view reviews and i think that's what i'm going to do for the last little bit of this series so stay tuned It is May 1995. The number one song is This Is How We Do It by Montel Jordan. In theaters, we have Die Hard with a Vengeance, Casper, The Bridges of Madison County, and Braveheart. <laughs> yes, they'll never take our freedom. Oh, oh man, that's a classic. In video games is uh, nothing really notable. But in May, the Super Nintendo released King Arthur and the Knights of Justice. I can't wait to cover the games I have coming out in June for King of the Ring, but you're just going to have to wait a couple of minutes for it. So in your house one, what did we get? Well, in Syracuse, New York, we had Todd Pettengill and what was her name? Sarah Hyland? Uh, Stephanie Wyand, gosh. <laughs> I mixed up two different people entirely. We're trying to give away an actual house as part of the prize for In Your House. Get it? Oh boy. Uh, this pay-per-view received an 0.83 buy rate, about 332,000 buys. This was WWE's first foray into monthly pay-per-views as in the past. We've had the big four or five with Rumble, Mania, King of the Ring, SummerSlam, and Survivor Series. Uh, this was going to allow WWE to have a little bit more revenue, but in their least financially good year in the company, it was hard to come by. So in IRL here, we had Bret Hart defeating Hakushi in an absolute classic that is on all of the Bret Hart and In Your House DVDs. Recommend searching this one out, seeking it out. Uh, Razor Ramon defeated Jeff Jarrett in the roadie in a handicap match. And afterwards, uh, Savio Vega came out to make the save as he had been formerly Quang, recently losing a feud to, believe, Adam Bomb. Speaking of Adam Bomb, he lost to Mabel in a King of the Ring qualifier match. Owen Hart and Yokozuna defeated the Smoking Guns to retain the tag team titles. 
Jerry Lawler beat Bret Hart. Diesel beat Psycho Sid by DQ. And in dark matches, which why the frig weren't these on the pay-per-view, Jean-Pierre Lafitte defeated Bob Holly. You know, Jean-Pierre Lafitte, does that name sound familiar? Well, it should because this man is not human. It's PCO in 1995. And it's 2020 and he's still wrestling. Ugh. The Undertaker beat Kama. Bam Bam Bigelow beat Tatanka. And in a King of the Ring qualifying match, Bulldog and Owen wrestled to a 15-minute time limit draw. That is tragic that neither of them got into the tournament. Because when I get to King of the Ring 95, my rebooking of it, oh, oh boy, you're in for a treat. So I'm going to say right off the bat here, Todd, you don't have a real estate license. You're not selling the house. My version of this pay-per-view ain't getting it. Where was IRS during this debacle? And what was the deal with all these dropped calls? You know that touchtone phones have been a thing for a while at this point. You'd think that they learn how to use one. What's a touchtone phone, Fretz? Get out. So, it would have been funny if he accidentally called someone from WCW or, like, you know, a sex hotline. <laughs> so, right away, I'm scrapping this. You're getting nothing but action. Speaking of action, um, there's a certain king that's going to get crowned at King of the Ring. And it ain't going to be who you think. So, we have here Mabel and Moe wrestling the Allied Powers. The recent heel turn of, of MOM keeps them out of the main event and eventually from the King of the Ring tournament. Cue the Stone Cold Pop. I'm going to keep that heat alive by wrestling the strongest babyface team at the time in this timeline. Which honestly isn't saying much. Uh, Mabel pins Lex Luger after a failed attempt at the torture rack. And Mabel just falls on top of him and pins him. Hey, he got the big show up there once. And I think he even hit the torture rack on the Yete. And, you know, they're three, four hundred some odd pounds. Lex Luger was a powerful lad. Next up here, I have Adam Bomb going over against Mantar. Now, in case you haven't heard throughout the rest of this review, I was an Adam Bomb guy. And this match here is no exception. You know, I thought he always got the short end of the stick, probably also from the click. And I even liked him during his run as Wrath in WCW. I liked his look. I liked his pyro. I liked his finishers. He was cool. So my universe... My timeline is going to put him over. He wasn't the most popular or talented, but he was just one of my guys. And I think he did okay. As for Mantar, I just want an excuse to book that comically large bullhead and give Jim Cornette a stroke. Adam Baum wins easily with a top rope lariat. Next up here, we had an Intercontinental title tag team match. Razor Ramon and the 1-2-3 Kid wrestle Jeff Jarrett and the Roadie. Hydrate yourself, kids. Stipulation is, 
if either Razor or Kid are pinned, they lose the title to whomever is the victor. And you know what? It's time to put this dud of a feud to bed. Before the match, 1-2-3-Kid is jumped and deemed unable to perform. And before this match is ruled a handicap, a portly Puerto Rican guy shaped like Quang comes to Ramon's aid for the tag team champion. Not not championship match, tag team match. That man, of course, is Savio Vega. He and Razor send the country boys crying back to Nashville, Razor's Edge on Jarrett, spinning heel kick on Rhodey, and that is that. One, two, three, Razor and Savio win. And now the tag team championship match aforementioned here that I just botched. We have the Smoking Guns, the new champions, wrestling the new head shrinkers. Sioni, a.k.a. the Barbarian, was kind of on his way out to WCW at this point in time. So in this match, he simply abandons Fatu. So Fatu can eventually eat the pin and go away to make a difference. The guns continue their dominance over the tag team division. And then on the next night, they challenge anyone on the roster on Monday Night Raw. The challenge is answered by Dwayne Gill and Barry Hardy. Just kidding, it's Techno Team 2000. I'm serious. Sid and Diesel ends in a no contest as the two trade power bombs, ref bumps, and interference spots by Tatanka and Bigelow. They just write it off. It's over. In the main event, we have Brett the Hitman Hart defending the WWE title against Hakushi. Same as their underrated classic from this actual show. And Jerry Lawler, on commentary, makes some horribly offensive jokes towards towards uh, Helen Hart and Martha as well. You know, the mother of Brett's child. And like always, Brett attacks him after the match, forcing him to kiss his feet, setting up their gimmick match. So yeah, Jerry Lawler attacks <laughs> attacks Brett after this match yeah and we're getting set up to the to the kiss my foot match at King of the Ring yeah we're gonna get this in my timeline I thought it was kind of fun because of all the gross things that Jerry was stepping in and then he got a literal taste of his own medicine so stay tuned after this non-commercial commercial non-commercial break for King of the Ring 1995 rebooked oh boy Welcome back. We're here in June 1995 in theaters. Pocahontas, Judge Dredd, Batman Forever, Congo, Apollo 13, Goldeneye, and Bad Boys. That is a killer's row of movies here. In music, Have You Ever Really Loved a Woman by Brian Adams is topping the charts and in video games we have two 
absolute masterpieces for the Super Nintendo and the arcade, respectively. Earthbound, the beloved cartoony RPG franchise that is hard to find if you don't have a SNES Mini. Street Fighter Alpha, the, the first of the series from, from that, is hit the arcades, and it is an absolute banger. My absolute favorite from the series is Street Fighter Alpha 3 for the PS1. Damn good. But back to Earthbound here, you know, Ness and Lucas and Smash Bros. They come from this game. And this is a series that doesn't get a lot of love, especially today. The fact that they haven't made a new mother game since this is staggering. Yeah, there was Mother 3 in Japan that got fan translated and emulation. And if you have a SNES Mini that's modded, you can play it. Anyways... I'm going to talk about King of the Ring 1995. Oh, good lord. I am going to need a little bit of liquid courage. <sighs> so, IRL, King of the Ring 1995 emanated from the Core State Spectrum in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, former home of the Philadelphia Flyers. Now, this was considered one of the worst pay-per-views of all time. Maybe the worst of 95, but holy shnikes. I cannot stress enough how bad this pay-per-view was. But when I was a kid, I was obsessed with tracking this down because for some reason I liked Mabel. Mabel. And I wanted to track this down just because I hadn't seen it. Something you've heard before on this series is that if I hadn't seen it, I wanted to watch it. Now that I have the network, I can watch whatever I want, whenever I want. Thank you. Except for this trick. So we had Savio Vega defeating IRS for a qualifying match on the pre-show. Because... Uh, IRS was injured and could not perform in this tournament and would have been a great winner. And then right away, Savio Vega defeats Yokozuna in another King of the Ring quarterfinal match. The Roadie defeats Bob Holly in a quarterfinal match. Kama against a returning Shawn Michaels ends in a time limit draw. Mabel defeats The Undertaker clean in a quarterfinal. And then Savio beats Brody in the semifinal match with Mabel getting a bye to the final. We got Bret Hart versus Jerry Lawler by submission in the Kiss My Foot match. Mabel defeating Savio Vega to win the King of the Ring to chance of EC dub in the Philadelphia Faithful. And then in the main event, this, this is your main event. Bam Bam and Diesel defeating Psycho Sid and Tatanka with a walking elbow drop. Yeah, um, in the words of Adam Blompier, let me have a go. Nate, that one's for you. Now, yeah, this is one of the most universally despised pay-per-views as I've already seen. While it's not December to dismember bad, it is a 
pretty brutal three hours. And the Philly crowd was brutal. Now my go here, in the free-for-all, it is announced that the Intercontinental title is declared vacant and will be awarded to the winner of the tournament. Razor Ramon has been injured after his tag team match at In Your House 1 and is unable to compete for 30 days. This, of course, is just the whole storyline. If the champion has to defeat, defend the title every 30 days or he'll be forced to vacate the title. This is that situation. But he comes back in July. So in the quarterfinals, Adam Baum against Mabel. This is the In Your House match from last month. It happens here. Mabel gets the early advantage with his power and size spots, even connecting with his crappy boss man slam and a splash. He tries to get heat by taking too long to hit a second splash, this time from the second rope. But this allowed Adam Bomb to climb the rope and nail a neutron bomb, diving clothesline, for the win. Mabel does not win King of the Ring. Yeah! Next up here, we have the British Bulldog and Lex Luger. The Allied Powers explode! Whatever that jazz music was from WrestleMania 5. Uh, cut that, and it's in. And for one match here, Davey is teasing heel tactics. But Lex, you know, the, the Rockets' red glare. They're having none of it. He is having none of it. They try to outpower each other and or sandbag each other and hit both of their finishers. We see a running power slam. We see, you know, a running forearm. And, you know, they roll out of the ring. Davy Boy eventually reverses a torture rack into a crucifix pin for the win. For the British Bulldog. They shake hands after the match, but Davy is still got that look on his face. And he is... You can see that they're planting the seeds of a future heel turn right here. And in the next qualifying match, we have Owen Hart against Bob Holly. Now these two would put on a technical barn burner before Holly injures his leg, hitting the Alabama jam on Owen. After taking too long to cover, Owen kicks out his leg out of his leg, I know, and he continues to work the knee of Bob and wins with the sharpshooter. He vows to be king of the ring again and to finally bring prestige and royalty to the Intercontinental title. And he says that he'll be a better Intercontinental champion than Brett. And eventually, Owen vows to be the WWE champion again. 1-2-3 Kid and Jeff Jarrett ends in a double countout. And backstage, Owen Hart reacts like he won the lottery. He receives a bye and treats it like he'd already been crowned king. He starts eyeing the crown and the scepter. And he's about to put it on before 
Gorilla Monsoon or Jack Tunney or someone just shoes him backstage. Next up here, yep, I'm putting this match in, but not in the main event, good lord. Diesel and Bam Bam against Sid and Tatanka. In order to further this feud, I am putting it here. However, the baby faces win with a jackknife powerbomb, followed by a diving headbutt on Tatanka. After the match, Sid and Diesel brawl to the back, and they get one more match. I'm sorry, but hey, on the bright side, Diesel isn't champion in this timeline. Next up here, we have a return match. Shawn Michaels against IRS. Uh, the return of Shawn Michaels to get him over as a top baby face as he continues to climb up the ranks of the WWE. Tune up the band for some sweet chin music and call it a night. Play me away, Johnny. Uh, semifinals. British Bulldog against Adam Bomb. A decent back and forth match that Davy Boy wins after reversing the Adam Smasher pump handle slam into the running power slam. Owen Hart, of course, receives a bye, so he is on his way to the finals. And for the WWE title, we have Jerry the King Lawler against Bret Hart in a Kiss My Foot match. Same match as before, same shenanigans, Lawler stepping in poo and all that stuff, and he kisses his own foot. Same match, same result. I thought this was funny. And they put on a good match. And in the finals of the King of the Ring tournament and Intercontinental title tournament, Owen Hart against the British Bulldog. Brother-in-law versus brother-in-law. Prankster versus prankster. It wasn't me. It was Owen. I'm effed. Owen wins this match with an Incredible back and forth spot. There is a a scepter at ringside. Owen Hart decides to bring it down and kind of preempt his celebration a little bit, and he uses it to clock the bulldog when the ref isn't looking. Locks in the sharpshooter. Bulldog's passed out, and Owen is celebrating. He's like, "I am now a back to back." King of the Ring, the reign of the King of Hearts will continue forever. Nothing Brett can do will make him better than me. And this is going to come into play later with Owen Hart's two slammies. When he goes like, I'm a two-time King of the Ring winner, a two-time Slammy Award winner. What are you, Brett? Oh, by this time, Owen will be a champion again, challenging Brett. So keep an eye on that in the rest of this timeline. Oh boy, here we go. That's better. Owen Hart as the 1995 King of the Ring. What do you think? I got one more trip. I'm taking you to July, the summer of 95. Oh boy. It's in your house too. Let's go.
Spend my days working hard on the go But the hands on the clock keep spinning too slow I can't wait to be alone with my baby tonight Oh, I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> What's up, Pritchard? Yeah, here we go. It is July 1995, and the road dog is not singing with my baby tonight. Instead, in movies, we have the usual suspects. Free Willy 2 and Waterworld. In video games, we have Castlevania Dracula X, a.k.a. Rondo of Blood for the Super Nintendo. And we have In Your House 2, The Lumberjacks. And in the actual event, we had a concert promising Jeff Jarrett's new hit song, and here it is, the one that I've been uh, singing for you this whole time. And I can't wait to be alone with my baby tonight. I can't resist. I can't resist this damn song. Fuck you, Richard. <sighs> so, we got that aforementioned concert and Jeff Jarrett defending the Intercontinental title against Shawn Michaels and losing it. We had a lumberjack match between Sid and Diesel. The roadie and 123 Kid had a match. The roadie won with a top rope pile driver. Men on a Mission defeated Razor Ramon and Savio. Bam Bam Bigelow defeated Henry Godwin in one of the worst matches of all time. Owen Hart and Yokozuna retained the tag team titles over the Allied Powers. The Rockets Red Glare! Shout out to the Cultaholic Classic Raw Review for that. And in dark matches, Bret Hart defeated PCO. The Undertaker defeated Kama in a casket match. And Skip defeated Alba Montoya. And man, that guy is just incredible. What? What? You don't get... Ugh. Oh, you damn kids. Anyways, here's my rebooking of it. And right off the bat, no country concert. Rebooking 95 has been harder than I think. I mean, I remember I spent all of 2018 on WordPress.com doing this. And after the crap that was King of the Ring 95... I dive headfirst into the shallow end of the turd pool, which is the in-your-house pay-per-views from 95. Now, this was another gong show. About the only highlight of this was Jarrett and HBK putting on a backstage, I mean, a, a match that was amazing. Despite the backstage turmoil that was going on with Jeff Jarrett and maybe the click, it was really rearing the ugly head, their ugly head. Him and the roadie quit the WWE just after this, and the alternate universe here has something else in store for the country music duo. Now, on the Raws leading up to this, oh, their performance is actually hyped and promises to be better than Garth Brooks. 
good luck because Garth Brooks rules. Even if you don't like country, you love friends in low places. That is the best drunk song ever. Meanwhile, at the Legion of Doom, oh, rest in peace, the scheduled IC title match between Owen Hart and Razor Ramon takes place on Raw July 7th. Razor wins by DQ due to interference by Davy Boy Smith backfiring. The tension and the heel tease for the Bulldog continues to build. He promises to have Razor's back no matter what, because he's bizarre. Razor Ramon wins a number one contender's battle royal the following week and is set to face WWE champion Bret Hart right here. In the opening match, Barry Horowitz defeats Skip. Yeah, I'm going to put this match up a month. I'm going to put the 1995 version of the 123 Kid here just because SummerSlam in my timeline is going to be packed. And you're going to find out about that next time. I'll keep the story, the gimmick, the match, and the finish exactly the same. Skip gets the advantage and gets cocky before Hakushi creates a distraction, allowing a roll-up pin by Barry. Pat yourself on the back. Shawn Michaels against Kama. What we got at King of the Ring 95 IRL, we're gonna get here. HBK faces a member of the Million Dollar Corp for the second month in a row because it is literally the only group of heels on the roster. This, of course, is getting him over as a top babyface on the road to WrestleMania, maybe. Back and forth action, and then bam, sweet chin music out of nowhere. Like in RKO, a young Randy Orton takes notes, and it's over. Jeff Jarrett and the roadie set up the stage for With My Baby Tonight. And I can tell how much this is aged because <laughs> the song is a meme. Thank you to Brother Love, to the point where Jeff Jarrett and Bruce Pritchard got it done at the Hall of, uh, Jeff Jarrett's Hall of Fame induction that year. That is something I never thought I'd see again, is Jeff Jarrett performing as Double J, singing the song that he Millie Vanillied. <laughs> Remember that storyline? Where Jesse James, the roadie, was revealed to be the real singer? Well, we see this. We see this Millie Vanilli thing again. And if you're going to ask me who Millie Vanilli is, you're too young to be listening to this podcast. Uh, the roadie here is revealed to be the singer thanks to, uh, quote-unquote, technical difficulties. He hits Jarrett with a guitar, and he's like, I'm a talent here. You've been holding me back, relegating me to a roadie, and you have been jealous of me since day one-ish. You have known all this time that I was the one who could sing, and you used me. This is why you hired me. You were too insecure to admit you can't sing, and you suck. I challenge you to a match right now, and the loser leaves town. Right away, we get the roadie and Jeff Jarrett in a loser leaves town match. Reeling after that attack, Jarrett begs off the roadie before using the patented 
Ric Flair feet on the rope spot and gets the visual win. Except the referees come back and is like, no, no. He tries to lead the crowd in a country version of na 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 hey hey goodbye but the referee starts the match and the roadie immediately wins with the pump handle slam Jarrett is gone and then the roadie leads the crowd in singing goodbye for the intercontinental title we have owen hart defending against savio vega fresh off of his victory at king of the ring owen is ready to take on all comers Salvio Vega is named number one contender after defeating IRS on Superstars the day before. The two put on a great great technical match before Owen wins with the Sharpshooter. Now, we're getting an IRL match here that sucked, but hear me out. Sid and Diesel in a Lumberjack match. In which the Powerbomb is banned because it, in quotes, caused too many injuries and they both tease using it throughout but is always admonished by good old Earl Hebner. Eventually the heels lumberjacks jump the baby faces causing a schmoz distracting the referee. Sid low blows Diesel and power bombs him on a chair to win. Another referee comes out to protest, but is paid off by Ted DiBiase to walk away with Elias. WWE title match. In a shocker, we have Razor Ramon defeating Bret Hart to win the title. They put on an absolute barn burner until a ref bump. And unbeknownst to Razor, who was also laid out, Jerry Lawler and Isaac Yankum lay out Brett, allowing a groggy Razor Ramon to cover Bret Hart for the WWE title. And Razor shrugs and reluctantly celebrates. As in as In Your House 2 goes off the air to mass confusion. So this is that part of Fretzelmania Reviews 1995. Next time, don't know when that is, you're going to get SummerSlam and then In Your House 3 and 4. The last episode will be Sapphire Series and In Your House 5. This is how that's going to get broken down. So they're a nice little half hour-ish podcast. So thank you very much for listening. If you've even made it this far, congratulations. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at the legendary JF, and we'll see you soon.